0: Welcome back to the Threads Podcast, where you'll hear true stories of all kinds submitted by people in your community. We encourage people from all walks of life to submit their true stories on threadsstl.com. And no, you don't have to be from St. Louis to submit a story, that's just where it all started. It was around 4 AM when a flash of light woke me up. My eyes snapped open and I noticed that the lamp on my nightstand was on. I turned it off and drifted back to sleep. Then seconds later it happened again. This time I sat up a little, pulled the chain to turn it off and stared at the light bulb for a few seconds as if it could hear me thinking, please stay off. Apparently my telepathy was weak because it turned on again and then off again and then on again. All I could do was stare at the light in confusion when I noticed, out of my peripheral, that outside my window the street lights were also flashing. When the light in my room would turn off, the street light outside would turn on, and vice versa. This all occurred in a matter of ten seconds or so, but I remember it in slow motion. Ten seconds was long enough to frighten me to the point of throwing my covers over my head. I felt like a little boy, but I was 21 years old at the time. I could feel my sweat beating up over my top lip and my forehead. The only audible sound was my heavy breathing and my dog on the other side of the room whimpering. We were both paralyzed with fear and couldn't move. Then, as if someone else was in the room with me, my sheets started to move. I could feel them being pulled from the end of my bed. I wanted to scream. But I swallowed what felt like a rock in my throat and catapulted myself out of bed, pretending to be courageous and face whatever was in the room with me. There was nothing there. All was clear. My dog was hiding in a little house I built for her and she was still crying. Trying to not wake anyone up in my house, fearing they would laugh at me and call me crazy, as quietly as I can yell, I said, Leave. Whatever you are, you aren't welcome here. I've seen enough movies to know something weird was happening, and it was in my imagination. As I tried to steady my breathing and build confidence, I scanned the room. First at my dog with her tail between her legs, then at my lamp that was still on. As I turned to look out the window, I noticed that my curtains weren't where they once hung. My eyes slowly scanned their way out the wall, and that's where I saw my curtains, defying gravity, stiff as a board, stuck to the ceiling. I had to get out of there and frantically yell for my dog as I ran out the room. She wouldn't come. I ran back and yanked her out of her doghouse. As I ran down the hallway, out to my front door, I could feel a warm liquid dripping onto my legs. She was urinating from the moment I pulled her out until we were halfway around the block. I wasn't sure what to do. I didn't want to be a wuss, but I didn't want to tell my dad what happened. He would have called me a fool anyway. I made it to my girlfriend's house where she sat on her parents' front porch with me until sunrise. I knew she would believe me. My girlfriend of three years had always believed in the supernatural and was very intrigued by the unexplainable. Inside, I believe there was something else out there besides the living and the breathing, but I never wanted to admit that out loud. I didn't want my girlfriend getting excited and thinking I would join in with her and all her hocus pocus. No way. That was not for me. I agreed. There was something else out there, but I was just fine leaving them alone. I had no reason to go inviting them over for dinner. No thank you. I had lived 21 years just fine without bothering anyone and with no one bothering me, but things had changed now and the ball was in my court. I thought long and hard about what happened that morning. It turned my stomach. I didn't want to go home, but my girlfriend insisted that I go back, take a shower and get dressed for the day. Hesitantly, I did and with no incident. She had a plan. She had made a few phone calls and before I knew it, she had already mapped out our entire day. We will go to the beach and relax for a while with our friends and then we will go to a spiritist later that afternoon. I accepted. That day we spent all afternoon in the sun. I told my friends about what happened. They were a little scared but skeptical overall and made fun of me as friends often do. I even started to feel a little silly for not wanting to go back home. It's funny how safe daylight makes you feel. Like nothing bad can happen to you. Everything is exposed and there aren't any dark corners for something ominous to hide in. Right before sunset, we loaded up the car and left the beach. My clown of a best friend, the one who had made fun of me earlier, now wanted to come along with us. My girlfriend warned him that it wasn't a joke and not to say a word while we were there. A few weeks before this, I was standing with my parents at a funeral. It was my father's best friend who had passed. My father was a German immigrant and moved to South America when he was 21 years old met my mother. His friend was also a German man. He was probably the only German my father knew there, and I can hear the joy in my father's voice when they would speak to each other in their native tongue, the one I've never learned. A few days after the funeral, my father gave me a suitcase full of beautiful suits that had once belonged to his friend. His friend's widow wanted to give the suits to my father as a token of affection for being such a great friend to him. He knew he wouldn't be been able to fit them. He was a tall, slender man, and his friend was a shorter man with broad shoulders, kind of like me. When my father gave me the suits, I was a little uncomfortable. But when I took a closer look at the style and the brand, I was pretty impressed. I wore the first one to a date with my girlfriend and the second to a driver interview. After that, I just hung them in my closet and went about my life, never expecting to find myself in a strange house a few weeks later, sitting in a candlelit room around a table, holding hands with four other people. When we arrived at this house, we were surprisingly greeted by a rather normal looking couple. They invited us in and then before we could take five steps in, they instructed us to greet the lady of the house. She was in a framed portrait that hung on the wall. She was an old lady with curly gray hair. Awkwardly, we waved and bowed our heads and mumbled our hellos to the picture. Then. They led us to a room in the back of the house. They sat us down at an all wooden table. The couple grabbed our hands and we formed a chain. We sat in silence for a few minutes waiting for them to leave the meeting. They asked us to relax and focus on our breathing. And this is when everything went black. The next thing I remember, I was lifting my head from the table while my girlfriend was hugging the mysterious couple, thanking them for all they had done. It was over and I was clueless. When we got back to the car, my girlfriend was smiling ear to ear. My best friend, on the other hand, sat in the back seat looking sick. She started to drive and told me not to worry that everything was going to be fine. The bizarre story she told me next baffles me to this day. She explained to me that when we were holding hands at the table with our eyes closed, I suddenly stood up and in the voice of an old woman said, Welcome, everyone. And then turning to my best friend said, There is someone here that doesn't believe. Not to worry. You will after we finish here. Truth will be revealed here tonight. She said that after I finished my last word, I dropped to my seat unconscious. Worried, my girlfriend jumped up and the man told her to let me sleep. After a few moments, the woman's hand began to shake violently. The man grabbed a piece of paper and placed a pen in her hand, and in large letters she wrote, I'm suffering. Stop wearing my clothes. It only took a few moments for my girlfriend to remember. She let them know that I had been wearing my father's friend's suits and their advice was to throw them away immediately. As soon as I arrived home, I marched straight to my room, and that's just what I did. I pulled all those suits from my closet, stuffed them in the same suitcase they arrived in, and drove to a bridge where I dumped everything into a river. Good riddance, I thought to myself. Although the first night sleeping in my room was a little scary, nothing happened. I slept soundly in my room from that point on, actually. It was the first and last paranormal experience I've ever had. You can believe I've never worn second-hand clothing after that day in my life. My best friend became a fervent believer in the afterlife. That mystical girlfriend of mine put some kind of spell on me because she's been my wife for the past 45 years. I guess you can say she's my witchy woman. Today's story was written by Carlos Phillies and read by Junior Lada. Threads is produced, directed, and edited by Carol Lada. Music by Ben Sound and TGR Banks. While you're here, go ahead and subscribe to Threads if you haven't already. And if you want to hear your true story brought to Audible Life, submit your story or essay on threadsstl.com. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, get in touch with us directly through our website. I'm Carol Lada. We'll see you next time.